no one mm-hmm. finds out their grades until after they're done. Do your best, forget the rest. Do your best, forget the rest. That could be like the Latin phrase underneath yes. the <laughs> But you're, yeah, that's not a bad. And so the grades would be there, but, but nobody would access them. Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Adam Lachance. And I'm Richard Haig. And we're going to be looking at what we call law school reductionism. Is law school special? Yeah, that's that's a topic. You got it. I don't know if I'll understand it this week, necessarily. Well, did you do your readings? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're laughing. You're well, la- I'll do, I did some of the readings like a year ago. And oh. by readings, I listened to one of the books. So I feel like I've oh, gone above and beyond this week. It was an audio book. Yes. I don't know if that counts as readings, does it? That's listenings. You did your listenings. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I should get praise. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll decide at the end whether you get praise. Sure. Oh, I guess I should introduce our guest today. Um, our guest is Nora Parker. Is that right? And... Uh, your last name, I knew your first name. <laughs> uh, could you, <laughs> could you introduce yourself? Together. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Nora Parker. I'm from Ottawa. I worked in publishing for a few years before coming to law school. I left those books for more books. Uh, nice. and, and here I am. I'm in second year now. And I, I've taught both of you, right? Yep, same yeah. class. We were at least last year. Mm-hmm. Nora... Uh, got me interested in something this year just as we're already off on tangents but the fantasy court thing oh yes i'm yes. plugging i just plugging that to all my, my last students. meeting as well it's uh, i should get a cut of the non-profit <laughs> yeah yeah i saw that it actually looked very interesting yeah so the idea of fantasy football meets supreme court of canada decisions people in the legal <laughs> community wager on how each justice or judge will uh decide whether they appe- uh, allow the appeal or dismiss it and then oh you get to God. see how your predictions rank up against other people's it's uh, very very nerdy <laughs> and fun. Yeah, that's it. Why does it sound so interesting then? <laughs> Wait a minute. No. And educational. Hmm. I wonder how many props are on that. I wonder. Because hmm. people are, are switching to pseudonyms. Yeah, that's, uh, that's smart. You don't want not people the to top know ten. here. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty proud. <laughs> Peter Hogg wouldn't want to be a hundred... <laughs> it doesn't tell about your views because you, you don't know the nexus between pessimism and their what? views. They might be like, you know, super liberal, but... They think mm-hmm. it's all going to come down conservative judgments. I did that. I did that for the TWU case. I was in a pessimistic mood, and I thought the court is going to rule one way, and, and they ruled the other happily. For <laughs> but not happily for you. So but you, not you for my... Bets, essentially. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. All right, so when we said it, today's topic is law school reductionism, or why, or is law school special? And I think the reading was supposed to be Adam um, Scott Tarot's One <laughs> L. That's the one I listened to. I listened to the whole thing. Oh, so that I'm very. I, 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 I both listen, of us. I listen to things very fast. Oh, okay. Also, why I'm into podcast production. I'm very impressed because you know the usual answer has been no. I didn't do it. I didn't do my readings. <laughs> So, well, that's good. You can really participate today then. Uh, So we could start off. Uh, Nora, you were the one that pointed this out. 
the very first chapter is registration and then subtitled meeting my enemy and what did you have to say about that where 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 does that take us in terms of law well, school and that is very silly i uh reflecting on that i thought back to my first day of law school and uh i was a mature student so i was more concerned about being old not so much about being in conflict with people i i don't know i think that there is that perception you know that you go to law school and everyone is super competitive and uh it just wasn't the case for me i uh i found similarly mature students, artists, former comedians, and uh, really didn't have that. Even even the kind of psychological fear wasn't there. Again, I was just more concerned about being old. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I was just diverting my anxiety. Where does anxiety. that leave the professor who's automatically old? But I guess I, and I meet, I have to meet well, you, the students too. Does that? Are you, are you ever nervous? About First meeting day? the students? Yeah. Or about being old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, could, we could talk. Uh, let me tackle those one at a time. Uh, actually, there is a bit of a nerve, a healthy mm. nervousness going into class for the first time, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I never think of students as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go face my enemy again. Yeah. I mean, but there is that antagonism that does, it permeates either our perceptions of law school. And I remember the first few weeks and, and everyone was participating and there was mm. a, I could sense a bit of one-upmanship. Oh, yeah. uh, and 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 so it's hard to say. The meeting my enemy is is um, reflects social attitudes, probably, and, and maybe not reality. But at the same time, it affects people. It either gives them shields or yeah, yeah. You know. I, I I think Adam, you're nodding as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I I agree with that. We were we were set up a little bit for that because they're like. You're going to get participation grades that don't actually exist, but we didn't know. We're like, we're in law school now. They could probably record everything we say and then mark us per word or something. And I'm always curious. I, I, I do like chatting in class and I have to curb it because I always think the person who is not speaking has something really interesting to say. Yeah, And so that kind of the, the victory of the loudest sometimes makes the whole discussion suffer. So how do you, how do you balance that? I was just trying to sound smart after I asked the question. Yeah. Like, Oh, that and that guy. Oh, no. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) <laughs> that hurts. Doesn't it? Isn't it set up though? That well, that's just the whole meeting my enemy. And maybe an enemy is obviously too strong a word. But mm-hmm. your first day, you're you're given different colored T-shirts, so you're already kind of put into a comp. It's a competition right off the bat for spirit, right? And for section A versus section B versus section C versus D. It, so there mm-hmm. is a bit of that. I think it's. I mean, again, not they're not an enemy, but there's. There's competition, and it can be healthy competition, but mm-hmm. then there's less healthy competition, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, th- I think, again, I, uh, I found a, a friend on the first day who I'm still friends with uh, who was similarly turned off with the colored T-shirts and the kind of tribalism that we were part of and the chanting. I think maybe it yeah. attracts a younger demographic. Um, I loved it. But I didn't realize how <laughs> Adam <laughs> just Adam's leading a, the charge. He's a like, young. Oh, I showed up the first day and I was like, I'm too tired now. I can't go anymore to these yeah. events. But I mean, it does. And and Turo mentions this, how you get to know your section. You move through first year with these, in our case, 
around 70 people and you really do become close for better or worse. And it really only hit home for me when we went to Old Osgood Hall downtown at the end of the first day, the only day I really participated in of a week. And uh, we got a tour of um, the building, Old Osgood Hall, by a now judge. And he said, you know, I'm a proud Section C. And I didn't know that it was something that, you know, 40 years from now, I still remember. remember. Yeah. Um, I feel like a good memory. Yeah. No, but you, that it is true. I yeah, I remember? remember my section. Oh, yeah, you I, said, I, think you told I went us, to yeah. Dalhousie and yeah, I remember my section. We only had three sections, but the same, yeah. you know, same concept. Yeah. And you do you and you make lifelong friends in your section more more likely than you'll make lifelong friends from outside your section, I think. Yeah, I so still get even people I don't talk to from section C, which was our section. Uh, when I walk past them, I get a little bit happier hmm. now in second year. I don't know why. It's the a weird. Camaraderie. I don't know if I just really like their class. Same with when we came back from winter break. I was like, uh, last term, like the second semester, I was like, mm. I do not want to go back. Professor Haig gave us 100 pages of uh, federalism <laughs> reading. And I left my textbook in Toronto <laughs> and I was in Ottawa uh, the entire yes. time. So <laughs> you come by it honestly there. Yeah. But when I got back to class, I was like, I, the, I got like kind of a positive vibe from being around everyone. Because mm. really... It's almost like that enemy thing is in all of our heads. So the fact that we're not enemies is like we, we're aware of that almost. It's like yeah. everyone knows we're supposed to be competitive. So there's a lot of people that go out of their way to intentionally avoid that, which almost cultivates. You can find like the yeah. right people that are like they're like imagining a world of competitive people that don't exist so that we can just be all happy together and have an excuse for it. Yeah, essentially. And that's what I thought happened a lot. And yet there are some structures imposed on us that do mm-hmm make competition inevitable yeah. and it's so it's there's the kind of conflict between our choice not to exude that um, competition and the reality that we're graded on a curve and those grades seem to matter to certain places that yeah. might hire us and, and I have lots of thoughts on that whole structure and, and how um, it does a disservice not only to the profession. People rule things out who shouldn't be ruling out certain professions. And, uh, yeah, I think I think grades are co- coercive, along with many things. <laughs> well, and we can get into that in a, yeah, in a sure. little bit, I think, because that, that, that is part of, I think, probably what Tarot was talking about, about meeting the enemy, this idea of kind of competition for grades mm-hmm. is a, it's a serious problem at law schools. Uh, yeah. And it's not even the internal, it's it's just the, um, sorry, the external competition. It's the internal. When grades are released, you suddenly realize um, either I did well or I didn't do well, and my friends did well or they didn't do well, and that, that does something. And, and it's yeah. kind of cruel to human interaction to create this. Yeah, and I wonder if it's partly because, you know, everybody arriving at law school has done well, mm-hmm. pretty oh, yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you're thrust into an environment where, because of the curve, some of you won't do well. It's <laughs> yeah. the, it's the it's the ironclad logic of the curve, right? Yeah, in mm-hmm. a sense that that makes sense. Maybe, but what's the, I guess your other option is fail some people and, and grade us normally. But I don't like that. I like this safety net thing with the curve. Mm, you ride the curve. Yeah, you can ride that. <laughs> Surfers. Yeah. <laughs> I I just feel like everyone's here. You could just focus on learning because no one's gonna fail, and then uh, you just convince yourself you'll get a job after, and then worry about that later. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I got advice on the first week of school that grades won't matter at all. 
for me because I said I wanted to go into criminal law, and I oh, and that, they'll take anybody. In <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, so I, that was mm. the first advice I got. Now I'm not going to say it's necessarily good advice, but mm. I like the idea of just being. It's like I don't think about it. Uh, so, but I was always the first person to like talk about grades with people. Mm. And then a lot of people didn't like talking about mm. grades, but people seemed to talk to me about them anyway. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it didn't seem like weird. And so randomly, I just knew everybody's grades. So yeah, I, I, I was just, you don't know mine. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I'm no, not. <laughs> <laughs> he has access to the student database. Well, let me raise, raise uh, uh, I, this colleague of mine also in second year has reached law school nirvana. He is enlightened. <laughs> he has not checked his grades. Oh. He doesn't know. He doesn't what? know. And he has a catchphrase, do your best, forget the rest. <laughs> and, and there he goes. And he, he's one in a million. I think all of us have at least, you know, a shred of masochism. <laughs> like just just yeah, show yeah, it yeah. to me. Just, yeah, yeah. But, but yep. that option, I you think, know, is well, it does exist. Yeah. If he was yeah. my partner on a group assignment yeah. and he said, what was it? It's do, do your, your best, best, forget <laughs> the rest. Like, you don't want him on there. <laughs> <You're else>. <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's inspired. Yeah, so it's when, pretty cool. Yeah, I have to that's, say one, that's ballsy. One thing I've always thought about, and this I, I I'm gonna use the term prisoner's dilemma, but I'm not quite mm. sure if it is a prisoner's dilemma. But I always thought, why don't students get together since the curve is fixed? And if all of you, all seventy five of you just chose not to do anything, you're still gonna get the same <laughs> breakdown yeah, of yeah. grades. Why why yeah. why participate in the charade? But then of course all it takes is one person to say, Oh, mm. If they're all 74 of them are yeah. not going to do anything, yeah. I'll put in the effort and I'll... Subtopic gunners. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it is a bit... Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the kind of the dilemma of collective action. Yeah. Like you, you need a, a kind of critical mass to do that. And, mm. and people who want to head to certain professions need need high grades. And so they just won't. But I like that. <laughs> we can nice try that. Maybe in your upper years, you can say, look, you can band together and... Uh, if you're in Professor Nick's class right now, yeah, I'm not. No, I am not condoning uh, <laughs> this behavior whatsoever. Yeah, nor am I. <laughs> in some hypothetical law school, this could happen. If, if the the whole system were different, and maybe yet it will be. I, I thought it was very curious. We take a course on ethical lawyering, and the question of imposing a curve onto an ethical like a course in which you need to learn how to engage with your own kind of ethical dialogue. And yet you're writing for a professor who has their own ethics and then people cater to that ethics, which defeats the purpose of creating your own compass. Uh, it seems, it no seems bonkers to me. It should be pass fail. No comment. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway. Well, would it, so would it be a radical change to make law school pass fail? And not like the U of T. U of T is, it's a complete sham, right? You know yes. what they do there. They, they have do the a Yale model. Yeah, they just change an A to a high pass. A B is a pass and a, what is it? C yeah, is marks it. Anyway, but if you just had a pure pass fail mm-hmm. and you just, I think medical schools do this, some in Canada, right? And you yeah. just say to yourself as a law school, we... We believe the students we brought in are all capable. Uh, we're only going to make sure that they meet a, s- a certain standard, and, and that will be an, a fail, and that obviously would be very, mm-hmm. very small, if any. And then everybody else is the same boat. And let the profession sort out who it is they want for their firm or for their office. Um, you know, why, I wonder... Yeah, I feel um, like also like a credit-no-credit credit style is more... A, like, it's going to encourage you to do more 
like actual practical work essentially because it's like more of an administrative thing to complete mm. a credit no credit like i've been trial advocacy right now it's more like keeping track of your things and reaching a level of confidence uh competence sorry mm -hmm. and and then the rest is like you're just own like how much you care about your reputation essentially is how much mm. effort you're going to put in right because it doesn't you could slack through but it's like what am i getting out of that yeah so mm -hmm. you could kind of separate people uh, just with that because if you have like difficult classes with um a reasonable chance of fail but not like it's not expected like obviously everyone most people should pass mm -hmm. i would hope or mm -hmm. be a lot of money for nothing but right but mm -hmm. even if they as you say even if there was a just prospect, a hint that a prospect yeah. that somebody or a few people would fail I would, it sounds yeah. like i wouldn't i don't know why i'm proposing this well, I think, <laughs> well, I think it would have to be the charge would have to be led in at schools like Osgood, because I think the kind of the reputation of Osgood would kind of ensure to employers that they've received a certain degree of. What about no one mm -hmm. finds out their grades? until after they're done do your best forget the rest <laughs> do your best forget the rest that could be like the latin phrase underneath yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're that's not a bad and so the grades would be there but, but nobody would access them, them. nobody has them. access to them they until, just tell you if you failed yeah and then, have to take the course again yeah that would be the only thing they would and then the fear of failure would cause people to work hard and it wouldn't be competition, but it would be your exam review again, time would competence. be really cryptic. That's a very <laughs> radical uh, I love suggestion. It. <laughs> I, li I like the idea of something changing. That great appeal process would be terrible. And then what? What, <laughs> what about the person says, "If I had known I'd only got a C in this course in year one, I would have worked harder." But mm. I didn't know, so I, I guess that the answer would be, "Well, just work hard." <laughs> well, because yeah. no matter what, with our hundred percent great uh, exams, you don't know how you. There's no working hard, or you know, you just mm. you write the exam and there's your grades. So well, I'm convinced if we wrote two exams that they would not be statistically significant uh, where everyone placed themselves. I'm I convinced because sometimes it's a matter of here's eight topics, learn the eight topics. They're all, they're all separate. They're not going to overlap all that much. Maybe the odd one will overlap with another. And then, you know, your good ones, you know, your bad ones. And then which ones are going to be on the test at the mm. end. So that, that makes, I'm on a whole range of positions I could land on any given exam. I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. hear this. I, know, I, I always <laughs> tell students, do not, do not try to second guess me <laughs> by not studying for certain aspects because I you will you never always know. Have a weak, you always have a weak subject. I guess. Always. Yes. yes. Your professor will always put it as the fact pattern. Yeah at the end of their exam yeah. but what i think the other kind of <laughs> we just know we intuit we have esp <laughs> you guys know yeah mm. but the the effect of grades on on mental health as well yeah. or even e uh, combined with learning i find that if people are so concerned about the curve they're not loosening up and just engaging with the material which i think really leads to competence and and kind of long-term success mm -hmm. so that it could be it could be detrimental so. You no, know, and I and as an educator, I I mean to me one of the things that really irks me is students just constantly asking, "Is this going to be on the exam? Mm. Do we do we need to know this for the exam?" And I, you know, my I never I really have to develop a standard response because my view is you're here to learn. That's the first and foremost important thing. The exam is just one way that we kind of we we see if you did it. Yeah, we we assess, <laughs> but. It, it yeah it's not it's not what the reason why you're here or shouldn't be the reason no. why you're here but of mm -hmm. course it it is that's mm -hmm. that it is comes the problem. yeah yeah everything's pushing but if you if you adopted adam's idea or the past fail idea that then you're right hopefully it would people would still be interested enough in becoming a good lawyer that that would be the driver not 
but grades. And I I think, you know, as we think about law school exceptionalism and and this whole idea, and I think so much comes out of that competitive environment. I mean, you think about medical school and its reputation. It's hard is, you know, and and we kind of, uh, again, is law school hard? Yes. But at the same time, no, like the material is, is difficult, but I, I did a degree in English literature and, and at the graduate level, trying to parse literary theory. Parse you what? Know, <laughs> 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 you know, it, it, you read two paragraphs in, yeah. in four hours and that's oh, a that's great right. success. It takes, takes um, time. Yeah. It takes time and, and it's dense. And, and you think about the implications of if we think of law school as this terribly hard thing that only the select few can do, that impl- impedes us from relating to clients from helping people uh, figure out how to use the law themselves in cases where they really don't need our help and or they can't afford our help. Mm-hmm. But of course, that it also translates into the way the profession views itself, which is mm-hmm. we are special. Mm-hmm. We, we have to cultivate that. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. starts early, right? Yeah. It does start early. It starts mm-hmm. in law school. And the fact that you, you know, I got into law school in nine out of 10 people did not. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I'm in this special profession and now I get to, that's why you get to bill $800 an hour as well. If you, it, it all, it's, it, it mm-hmm. kind of follows, it, it, it traces a, a path. Line, yeah. There is, uh, yeah, that's, the, mm-hmm. that's a good description, mm-hmm. a three line. So just some words of advice for uh, law students coming into this, I guess a new law student or something. What, what might you give yourself as for advice? Mm. Uh, well, let's go around the table. Let's ask each of us. To oh, I have to come up with another. You do. Okay, start with you, her. You go I... last. <laughs> I have lots of advice, uh, not coming from any position of knowledge. Um, make sure when you're making a pot of tea uh, and it's your final exam of first term to turn on the correct element and don't leave a dish towel on the other element <laughs> because I did set a fire in my Sounds apartment like uh, and no practical. exam is worth um, um, burning your house down. Uh, and just be kind to yourself. <laughs> That's a, what a piece Don't of advice that is. That came yeah. out of nowhere. I have to say, <laughs> came I was going to be, I, yes, lived. Uh, I was about to say, just try to be yourself, even in law school. Mm-hmm. Remember who you are from before and don't let uh, law school turn that too much in, in into a new direction. You are who you are already formed by the time you come here. So. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks guys. It's supposed to be like an uphill to mine, but I guess I'll we'll go back down oh. to mine. Uh, I'd say this is something that I've been learning is just to keep yourself inspired if you can. Um, mm-hmm. Listen to podcasts, particularly this one. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless and, uh, plug. <laughs> no shame. And um, just stay like thinking about law and it's, so it's not homework it's it's mm. something you want to do like I, I i get excited about doing uh, a lot of legal homework because i'm still excited about it so hopefully if i can stay engaged with it that won't go away um because it would be a shame for for that to be the case i think all right so i'll yeah. i guess i have this reading list for next yeah so you'll you'll do your readings adam right yeah always and, and uh we want to thank nora for joining us my and, pleasure thank you until next time